Happy Thursday, you guys. This is It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Um, today we have on the show, Bachman, um, Don, Don McLennan. And um, I'm a fan, but they're going on tour in 2022 for their new album, Here Right Now. They're putting out some of the hardest bumping and most honest and relatable music today, which is why I feel most people love them so much. Jordan, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited for Dom. Dom. Hello, hello, hello. Dom and dog. <laughs> yes, this is my buddy, Willie. Willie, what is going on? Yes, he says hello. <laughs> very camera friendly. Very cuddly, right? Very yeah, camera -friendly, very cuddly right now. So he, yeah. like, he, might, he might make some appearances here and there. <laughs> I like it. I like having a little mascot running around. Yes, your sidekick. Your sidekick. A hundred percent. This is definitely like my. This is a hundred percent my sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, uh, we just want to lead off the show with talking about the big announcement yesterday. Yeah, Dimmy, Dimmy, Dimmy was talking about Dimmy. What would you want to ask? First of all, you guys, I never stutter my words, but I'm a fan of you guys. Um, I'll be. Me and Jordan are going to be front row on that tour. We're so excited. How do you feel about going back out again? It doesn't feel real at all. It doesn't feel real at all. There's a tour poster right there. It's so sick. I'm so it excited. Um, Tell us, first of all, I know like the visuals are so important for you guys. Tell us about the, the art behind this tour, the aesthetics behind. There's a cool like tour trailer on your YouTube channel that came out yesterday and you got this dope poster. So tell us about like the, the aesthetics of that whole announcement thing. I mean, all of that stuff really is like the brainchild of HK, Ian, Ashlyn, like our whole, like the whole BH creative team is just kind of like on a completely different planet when it comes to that type of stuff. Um, it, it's just one of those things sometimes where it's like, they'll like, you just kind of get told what's happening. You're like, oh shit, y'all figured that out. Like, that's crazy, you know? Um, so really, really, really excited about that. Some of the people that we've been working with lately, um, like Grin Machine, that that whole team is super, super awesome. I'm pretty sure they're gonna like help us out with the live production in some way, shape or form. Just some of the stuff they've introduced to us. Um, like when we did the don't shoot up the party visuals, they showed us these like these glasses that like these like sunglasses that have like a camera lens right in the middle. So. A lot of the footage from the video is like from our first person perspectives because of those like because of those glasses. So I'm sure that we're gonna like incorporate like all of those different things. There will be tons of different callbacks to all of that within this next tour. But I'm I'm most excited about just getting back on the road and performing this music because like we care so much. I'm sorry, can I like our like there's not a family show, you can say what you want to say. Okay, cool. I was just gonna say, like, we, we really give a fuck, you know. And um, we give a fuck about our art. We give a fuck about the way art in general is perceived. You know what I'm saying? And we, we know that with what we do, we are ultimately like creating a standard for what live performance can even be, you know, in a lot of ways for, for hip hop acts in our realm right now. So it's just like, that's for, for me, it's like the album making the music is like, it's so liberating and so freeing, but one of the most exciting parts about making the music is being able to say, oh shit, this is gonna go crazy live or blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, for the past year, it's been really hard to gauge any of that, if that makes sense. So now that things are moving again, like this tour, Lollapalooza, Primavera, I'm just really excited about like the prospect of just 
what I haven't like been in a production room to see like what a stage like this ours can even look like yet. So it's like when we do those rehearsals and all that stuff again, getting to hang out with the whole production crew. They're all awesome people like Jair, Drew, like we have a sick team and it's like all, every everything about it, like that little like village and family that's been created there. I think that might be like one of my most like, like one of the most exciting things I'm looking forward to is like being able to reconnect with all those people. They're They're all so cool. Your latest album, uh, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine, is out. And it's really kind of got a really cool, eerie, intense vibe to it. Um, first of all, tell us about how this album came together. Because if it came out this year, it means that you were working on it last year. How much contact did you have with the rest of the band, the rest of the guys, uh, when all the quarantine was going on? How did this thing come together? Um, well, since we're, since the majority of us are in LA and stuff like that, it was, it wasn't hard for us to, you know, kind of socially distance, but be able to be in the same, like in the same space because some of the places like, you know, in like Kevin's got like a, he's got a really, really nice spot that we've been like working out of for the past like year. And, um, it was just like, we were, we were working before the pandemic on this album and, it just like had a bunch of different iterations and different versions of it. And the one that we eventually came to was the one where it was like, we kind of ended up quarantining together for like, I would say maybe like two or three weeks in between. Uh, like we had like multiple kind of quarantines together, if that makes yeah. sense. You know? So it was um those, those moments definitely like defined like, what the album meant to us and like what it shaped itself to become, you know? And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful that we took our time with it because any time we, any less time we would have taken with it, the story would have been different, you know? Absolutely. Something I really wanted to get into um, with you about is the come up of Rockhampton. So many kids growing up wanna be rappers, they wanna be like you guys, but you guys have this effect on people. Um, I don't know if it's the realness, the talent, you know, what did the early days look like? Take us back. Um, the early days, it was a, it was a ton of us. Um, it was a, there was a collective that Kevin had started with a couple of people before BH. And like, that was when we were all just making music on the internet and stuff like that. You know, um, I met Romil through that and then Romil introduced me to everybody else. And then basically like, it was really us trying to figure out who we were as artists and what we wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? Like how we wanted to present ourselves to the world. And I think that um, around, I, mean, I think it was like December of 2014, that was when Kevin decided, okay, I wanna, I wanna do a boy band. And like, okay, word. And anyone who wanted to like be a part of that, like we all decided, okay, let's all move to like one place. And we all ended up moving to St. Marcos, Texas. Um, Joba was going to school at Texas State University at that time. And um, that was the first time that we all like started getting in a room together, making music, developing that creative chemistry, finding a creative language together. And um, really, I think that that was like those formative years were really the most important. You know what I'm saying? I think that if, um, if like our trajectory, like if we had the same trajectory, but it happened earlier in our careers, we wouldn't have been ready, you know, in a lot of ways. And I think that um, that's a, a lot of a lot of artists um, kind of like are rushing to get to a certain point, you know what I'm saying? Not realizing that like once you get to that point, it's like, what's next? And are you prepared? 
Um, so it was it was a lot of preparation. You know, I feel like it was like as artists, we were like like we had time to like sharpen our steel, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Before before we had to like get ready for battle, which was awesome. Like, there was no pressure because you could just do it, do stuff at your own pace. Yeah, like I mean, just like the like I mean, expectations create weight, you know. And um, when you're when your expectations kind of are revolving around you and your own circle because no one else has expectations of you yet because they don't know you exist, um, it's kind of tight. You know, it's a blessing in disguise. And like, I think people don't realize that sometimes that can be like the most free you end up being when like like that moment before every, like the calm before the storm, you know, it, it really can be a calm. And um, it can it can be a place where you like, like really figure things out and how you want to get things done, you know, how you want to approach things, like who you want to, who you want to even reach when you're when you're doing your stuff and how you can reach them intentionally you know so we were able to figure all of that stuff out as a group and like a lot of it was a stumbling upon it through time just through experience you know that that experience definitely like did the most for us because it was like you know 2013 14 15 we were still doing shows it just was like maybe like 15 people in the crowd you know 20 yeah. people in the crowd but we like we got our chops and um, all of that stuff was so essential, in my opinion, to like everything that we wanted to do, you know, just cause it's like caring that much at that point and then being able to elevate it. If you still care that much, things are just gonna get doper and doper and doper, you know? Now you got together, you know, you talk about 13, 14, 15, at that point, Odd Future was already out and they had kind of laid the groundwork for what a you know, multi, you know, uh, queer friendly, uh, multi, uh, ethnic, you know, rap collective music art collective was there. How much did you guys take from them? Or were you guys like, you know, we don't want to be anything like odd future. We want to be our own people. Um, I think that like, definitely when it comes to, I don't want to like speak for all of Brockhampton when it comes sure, to this, this, you know? this is only you. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, but I mean, from from what I could observe from Kevin, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's a student, like a true student of his craft. You know, he studies everything on such a granular level that um, it's gotten to a point where I think as a as an artist, he can reference the feelings of things without making it feel like uh like it's like derived from it. You know what I'm saying? And um that takes like taste that takes that takes like a lot of skill but i think that that's that's one of the things that he's like he's really gifted at you know like it's almost one of those things you like it's not that you can't teach it it's just that like someone kind of already has to be willing to learn that stuff on their own you know and yeah that that's one, that's one of the coolest things that i've seen him be able to do is be able to like pull his favorite things from good music or his favorite things from OF or his favorite things from Wu-Tang era or Dipset era or whatever era of like hip hop music groups and be able to like modernize it in this way that makes sense for, for, for that, that made sense, especially like in 2017, 2018, 19 for like kids today, you know? And it, it's really crazy that he was able to tap into that on such an intrinsic level. I think that that's like, 
it's a little, I think in my opinion, it's a little bit understated, you know, cause like the boy band thing and the Brockhampton thing and all that stuff. It's like, when you realize what this, what, what this individual is doing as a visionary, it's like, wow, like this is like fine art, you know? That's, that's how I look at it at least. Um, how familiar is the term to you, Kanye Tuda? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty familiar with me. I, I didn't really use the form that much, but the guys would be on it like back in the day when they were like younger and stuff like that a lot, just cause like, it, it was like a means of communication. You know what I'm saying? My dog wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, our, if it was just like Dom playing with his dog for half an hour, we'd get so many views. I mean, this, this is the most adorable person on earth. I swear to God, he's my best friend. Mm. <laughs> so Dom, I want to talk about you personally. I I love your flow. I love your rap style. Um, I love your 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 lyricism and all that. And you're uh, a kinetic guy. You're from East Hartford. You're not mm -hmm. from Texas. You're not from LA. And you sound like an East Coast, a guy who was around East Coast rap. You've got a little bit of Q-tip in you. You've got a little bit of ghost face in you. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of stuff did you? listen to growing up that inspired that and also when you were you know entering into this collective with people who weren't from the northeast um how much of that northeast flavor did you want to bring to the project <laughs> um, that's so funny originally like that was the only thing i wanted to bring mm. honestly because i was like so proud of where i'm from i'm like so proud of being from the east coast and being proud of being from like a small hood, if that makes sense, like a like an underrepresented hood, you know, rather than the the New Yorks of the world or like the the like the big cities. It was like a city that no one would traditionally think about in any sort of way, being like like there being like a hood there, you know. But like that's 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 kind of like all my family knew and like all I grew up around, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of like similarities to Hartford and like Corpus or Houston in that sense. And like, there's parts of those places where it's just like, um, it might not be like up in lights, like this is the blah, blah, blah. But like, if you if you go there and you know people who are from there that love being from there, they'll, they'll show you reasons why. So I wanted to, I wanted to really like be able to tap into that with my art, you know? But um, I think that with with being in Brockhampton, one of the one of the greatest things that I got from be, like being around a diverse group of artists who were just as proud of where they were from was I was able to learn how to speak like kind of like learn how to interpret the language of their environments and see how there were like parallels between mine. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh wow, like it's not much like even if we we're from different places, like someone someone could be from Someone could be from Inglewood, and I can definitely see similarities in like Dutch Point or like Bulls Park or like Sands, like where I'm from, and like how those places, like how 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 people feel there, you know, how they how they how they treat their environment, how they treat their neighborhood, how they treat their neighbors, even, you know. Um, so it it was it was definitely like I don't know, like for for me, being in Brockhampton definitely kept me sharp as an artist because being from the east coast made me really proud to be a hip-hop artist 
if that does that make sense yeah totally absolutely absolutely and my my last kind of follow-up to that dom is among you know brockhampton is really big on um is very popular on on the internet there's so many that's something to say because every band's popular on the internet but you guys have this cultish following with forums and fan videos and tributes and all this kind of stuff and if you go on youtube there's actually videos where people have taken Brockhampton tracks and taken out all the parts except for yours. So it's whatever song and then Dom only, or, no way. you know, and no way. how do you feel no about your, no the admiration you've received from like these hip hop nerds? No way. That's I, I, I refuse. Yeah. To There's a YouTube video of, of the saturation trilogy with just your parts. Oh gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's really wild. Um, what? <laughs> I, I, I um yeah I don't really like I try not to like I I know how easy it is to just get kind of like sucked into the world of like being glued to your phone and like looking at what people have to say about you so I try really hard not to okay I try really hard not to do that the the fact that anyone cares about what we have to say makes me really happy you know it makes me so it, it's like it, i just feel gratitude you know what i'm saying like more than anything else like the fact that people would take the time to listen to what i have to say, any of us have to say or even what i have to say to the point where they like are breaking it down and like interpreting it for themselves and like finding uses for it in their own lives and stuff like that and it's like I've, it's interesting like sometimes you know you'll you'll be doing shows and stuff like that. And it's like, I had these moments where like kids will come up to me and they're like, yo, your music changed my life. I'm like, yo, you changed your life. And I'm really glad that I was able to help with my music, but like you hit the play button. Like you, you picked it, you know what I'm saying? And like, if it wasn't me, it would have been Kid Cudi. It would have been anyone else who was speaking to you in that time. But the fact that you chose to let me be the one to speak to you is super tight. And I'm just grateful for that, you know? more than anything else. I think that's that's what I take away from stuff like that. It's like, wow, like, thank you. For real, for real. Going back to a few albums ago, like a track, Loophole, for instance, right? Every time it comes on shuffle, um, it gives me this like nostalgic feel, but it reminds me of, you know, kind of the craziness of the music industry. How has it been for you guys being, you know, a group navigating music business? Being, in a group navigating the music business is the biggest yeah. blessing in disguise. Definitely the biggest blessing in disguise. Um, you have someone what, to lean on. Exactly. And then with what Brockhampton has been able to do within itself, it's given us some, um, like the like the band has gotten so much leverage creatively from what we've been able to accomplish with close to nothing. You know what I'm saying? That um now that we're getting into these different places and stuff like that it's like i'm aware of what i was able to do and what we were able to do in 2017 what i've been doing you know what i can do for myself you know what i'm saying so um it's like a you, you have like almost like a definitely a, a redirected sense of self-worth you know and it and that external validation and things of that nature it's you know like like what i might want to do for my solo career or what I might have wanted to do for my solo career, I could have potentially accomplished in Brockhampton now. And that's made me think about new goals. Think about new ways I can, new ways I can serve 
people, potentially maybe even other independent artists. You know what I'm saying? Because even though we are on a major label and things of that nature, I think that all of us as individuals are very independent in spirit, you know? And um, we've retained that to our core from like keeping things, like keeping the majority of our production in house and not just music production, I mean, creative production, like merch, graphic design, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like photography, all those different things. Like the fact that all of that's, you know, all of that is like self-contained. It really hasn't, it hasn't given anyone any room for like their grubby little industry pause to like mm -hmm. get it. And I, and like, there's, there's really cool people in the industry. It's not like there's not cool people. It's just that it's hard to trust people in an industry. You know what I'm saying? That revolves around your creativity in any way, shape or form. So um, you, you learn to navigate it, obviously, but I think that the biggest blessing in disguise is that I didn't have to navigate it by myself because I would have made a lot of mistakes that would have probably ended up with someone owning something of mine in a way where I didn't understand it or something like that. And then boom, like now I'm now I'm stuck somewhere, you know, but this is this is giving me an opportunity to truly be free. It feels like I'm I really get to like play for the Lakers, you know, or I get to like play for like the 96 Bulls, you know, it's just like, wow, like I can after this, you know what I'm saying? Like I can really go do whatever my heart's content because I'm, I'm feeling so fulfilled from this. And I've learned so much from it that like if a friend comes to me and they're like, hey, how do I do this for my career? I can give them six different avenues to take. You know what I'm saying? I can say, if, I mean, if you want to get plugged in on that way, you can do it this way. But if you want to keep things, you can do it that way. Or if you want to go and mix the two, go for it. You know what I'm saying? But like I've like I've had the freedom to like watch other people's careers, see our own career, be a student in all of these spaces and like get to really be a sponge. And um, fortunately, like a lot of the creative decisions and things like that in logistical and administrative decisions, we haven't had to um, bear the brunt of, like we can like kind of hold that weight together, you know, which is which is really tight. Dom, you, we mentioned Don't Shoot Up the Party earlier. Uh, crazy visuals on that, uh, really interesting. The, the the band is kind of in this like cult revolving around where you've got matching suits on you've got the like the 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 goggles with the it's it's wild also the lyrical content of the song is pretty wild tell us about where the song came from and what what it's about and what the video is trying to accomplish um i think the video is trying to accomplish a feeling like a sense of like general unease. I think that's what I feel like the video encapsulates in my personal opinion, you know, um, just kind of like that feeling of like looking, like constantly looking over your shoulder, you know, but um, musically, I think that, I don't want to like overstate it in any way, shape or form, you know, but I think that what, what Ian's saying there on that first verse is just like such a lucid take on being being in his skin. And like to be able to share any sort of way of being able to like help formulate or refine an idea, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just so many different things that 
in that verse specifically, he said so many things where it was like, there's verses on the album I took off. So I was like, I don't need to say that. You said it better. Like, it, and I was so hyped about it that like, that that he really he really did that, you know, in that moment, in my opinion. Like, I don't want to sit here and like genius out the lyrics, but like, holy shit, it's good. <laughs> like, you know, like every sing every single word is so intentional. And it it it's like, I don't know, like that's I I I I was I could talk about that verse literally forever just because it's like all American self-hatred runs deep. White boys, all I see whenever I sleep. Niggas think I think these thoughts on purpose, but I feel an instinct folk. Like, yo, that whole thing is just so lucid. It's so it's such a lucid thought. It feels like someone's talking to you. It's like almost like it almost feels like a drunk rant from your friend that's needed to say that shit for like 18 years. And it's like, yo, keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna stop you. Please let all of that out, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. It was, it was, I was just happy to like be able to share anything in that moment, like being in the room or being able to like be like, yeah, why not say that? You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to like second guess this thought. It's, it's worth saying, you know, like, I don't know. That's so like, I, I, I love being able to have that conversation with artists in general, you know, and being able to do that with like, one of my closest comrades is like a, a ultimately like revolving around things with their identity and how the world perceives their identity and how they've grown up. Like, yeah, I I, I also grew up knowing about NSYNC before Wu-Tang Clan because my parents didn't want me listening to rap music until I was a certain age, you know what I'm saying? But I got the Backstreet Boys CD and I got the NSYNC CD. That's a lot of people's mm -hmm. existence. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, there's a there's so many different parallels to all this stuff that I think that it's like. Well, same back in the 50s, they would take a, like a Little Richard song and then they would re-record it with a white singer to make it more safe for white audiences. Absolutely, yeah, thousand percent, you know? And I think that um, it's almost like what's happening here is the antithesis of that, you know? It's like, we've, we're, we're definitely pal palatable to like through Brockhampton, through the pop and the boy band umbrella, like we've created something that's palatable for commercial America. And he was like, okay, now that I have this, let me flip it on its fucking ear. And I, I love that. I love that he does that all the time. And like, that's the, that's what makes him one of my favorite artists. And that's why I study him all the time. Mm. Dom, you have a solo project as well. Sorta, of, sorta. Of. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, back right. in the day, I used to work on solo music. So it's- Which um, one do you prefer? I mean, both, but it's actually pretty cool. For anyone who doesn't know, he's a solo project. Um, can we expect any more releases from that in the future? Um, eventually, like, your solo project, like a, it was like a multimedia thing. It wasn't just, yeah. you, know, you, you actually even, there's a quote of you saying out there that you say you don't view yourself as a rapper. You view yourself more as an artist who happens to rap. Yeah, absolutely. I still, I still agree with that. I still, um, I still study performance art. I still study um, like different installation art. Like when people ask me like who my favorite artist is, sometimes it's really hard for me to answer that because my answer will be like Tamika Norris or Kevin Beasley or, you know, like, and it's like, there's these people who like, I've been like, like Kara Walker, like, oh my God, Kara Walker's art is insane. Um, I was, I was at the, I was at the Broad and I remember we were just, I was walking around with my girlfriend and on the wall, there's just these like silhouettes of these black figures. And I was like, I need to know who did this. 
and I, I found out it was Kara Walker's art. And then maybe like two or three months later, I was watching the trailer for Us. And there's a scene in the trailer where they're walking across the beach and the shadows that they cast on the beach are like images of the Kara Walker piece. And I was like, wow. oh my God. Like, you spotted it, you spotted it. Yeah, like, like it really felt like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like that type of thing. But it was just like, oh my God. Like th this is like, that was like in one of those moments where was, like, I realized like, okay, that's like the type of shit that I really want to do. You know, like if I'm like making solo art, I don't want to make solo music. You know what I mean? I want to make something that like people are able to experience, feel something, have an all encompassing thing from. So I'll, I'll figure out what that is eventually. You know, I think that even like with the stuff that I want to do on Twitch and things of that nature, it's like a cool introduction to like what my world can look like and like how I want that stuff to like, how I want that stuff to feel and things of that nature, you know? Are you guys done with new music before the tour or can we expect something before the end of 2021 ends? I would love to keep putting music out personally. Like I want to, I want, I want like a whole new discography to tour with personally. It's like, that would be so, that would be so tight to just come out with all brand new bangers, like on the road. Now that a little bit of time has passed, how do you feel about the saturation trilogy, how it sounds, how it, um, how you guys put it together? What's your feelings about it now? It's a piece of history. Like point blank period, in my personal opinion, you know, I know that and I'm really grateful that um, 15, 20, 25 years from now, I know that in some college music book, the saturation cover is going to be in there. Like, mm -hmm. and if it's not, it's a fucking crime, mm -hmm. like, in my personal opinion. Like, like I, I think that this is like on an artistic level, college professors could make dissertations and like study the shit that we were able to do throughout that summer. Um, and beyond, you know, but um, yeah, I know that, you know, hype and anti-hype and all of those different things and like public discourse go into the conversation when things exist in the world as they come out. Like there are people who, there are people who think that Nas's debut album isn't one of the greatest rap albums of all time. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, are you like, are you serious? Like think about the, think about the, the, the times that it came out in and what it introduced to the world and the blueprints that it laid out. And like, uh, and the production on it. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully one day people talk about what we did the exact same way. Because I understand that in the moment, it might be hard to talk about it that way. But when you look back at it and you see all of the derivative things and you see the amount of rappers in general who are interested in the boy band concept now versus before Brockhampton was introduced, like it's there. It's definitely there. You know what I mean? And like, it's not me saying like, people are biting us. No, it's, that's how culture works. That's how history works. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you see things that make an impact, you study them and you find what makes sense for you and you derive from it, you know? So it, it, I love seeing all of that shit personally. I think it, I think it's all amazing. And I think that, um, yeah, I think in, when people look back in hindsight and in retrospect, like, I just, I just really hope that everybody gets their flowers while they can still smell them, you know? I always wondered, what does your writing up. look at, like in the studio? What does a night in the studio with you guys look like? How do you, how do you put together a song? <laughs> a night in the studio can be a lot of different things. It could just be trolling. Um, it, mm -hmm. could, it could be, um, 
it gives me conversation for a while and then music gets music starts to make music starts to just be happening you know i think music is always happening around us you know and um when we get together we just happen to make a lot of songs if that makes sense it's not like we're like let's make a song about this let's make a song about that like it's just like i'll hear something and when it speaks to me i have a stream of consciousness but that's come from like years of practice as well you know just being able to be like being able to have a language with these people and being able to say oh i know when what i'm needed if that makes sense like i can i can feel that now you know it's like i can hear a song and be like oh wow okay like for example like with um when i ball um i remember hearing that instrumental and just like being like okay i i know exactly what to talk about and um there, that happens in music sometimes, you know, like, or like with Windows, I like, I think that I, like the Windows track was like finished for like five or six months probably. And then I added a verse onto it, like maybe like two or three weeks before we finished the album. But it was like, oh, it speaks to me now. Like I, I hear what I need to say now. I need to hear how I have to say it. Um, Yeah, I, that like, so it's in a lot of ways, um. I think that the, the creative process for us is entirely a stream of consciousness. And then once the stream of consciousness is complete, we go back and refine it. We'll say, oh, okay, this can be this can be a little bit more thought out, or this can this can have a change up in it or something like that. Or oh, we can send it off to this person so that they can do this to it or something like that. But more than anything, it's just kind of not and, and I, I don't mean to say this to like understate it in any way, shape, or form, but it really is just kind of happening, you know? But it's good. It's good that it happens naturally, that it's an organic process for you guys. Which very, very comes through, it comes through on the music. It comes through on the music that that, that everything flows and happens on its own. Uh, Dom, we, we got to go here pretty quickly. But before we go, we got a little rapid fire question game that Demi likes to play, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's All right. right. Let's do it. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're going to play the game today. It's called which of these two artists would you rather allow to be a member of Rockhampton? <laughs> as quickly as you can, okay? okay, okay, no okay. All right, three, two, one. Drake or Miley? Drake. Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez? Hmm, Taylor. Oh, Billie Eilish or Meg The Stallion? That's hard. Meg. There you go. Eminem? Billy is an artist. I can't put Billy anywhere. I'm sorry. But yeah. that would be so fire if anything happened. Yeah. Anyways, um, post mom. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Oh my God. Okay, that's not fair. Or. Huh? I'm picking or on this one. Or. <laughs> refuses, refuses to answer. <laughs> icons. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. What's that both? Frank or Tyler? I'm gonna pick or here too. Hack <laughs> oh, in the game, Jordan. <laughs> All right, see, see, you're giving him options that have both because Frank, you get the singing, Tyler, you get the rapping, you know. So you get different things from either either person. So I would also have to think about how these people would like function inside of this dynamic. Mm -hmm. And both the like some of these people that are in here, they're artists bro like they're they're here you know what i'm saying like there's there's one of them 
and like they can't fit in a like in a anything else besides the one of them that it is. So it's like that's why I like pick the or for those folks. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, Lana Del Rey or Doja Cat? That was awesome. Doja. Doja. No question. All right, I, I gotta make it harder. <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks for thanks for playing, Dom. Yeah, for sure. No worries. All right, we gotta go, but. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your time. Great insight about the bands and we're excited for your tour and everything that comes out the next year or so. Yeah, no worries. Thank you guys for having us. Seriously, I really appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Stay safe. Um, thank you again, seriously, for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Y'all y'all have a good one, okay? All right, you too. So we'll see you later. Peace, peace, peace. Bye. And that's Don McLennan from Brockhampton. Wowzers. And just a little BTS on the show. This came together quick. We heard from Dom's people like two days ago. We put the show together. So we're really happy that we got to do it. So next week, Demi, big week. Big week. Um, I should have made a graphic. Why didn't we? There's no graphic put up. But on Tuesday, we have uh, Goo Goo Dolls. So we have Throwback, Throwback Tuesday. They have a new uh, Rarities album out that uh, collects some live recordings and some uh, alternate mixes and, and things like that. It'll be really cool. So until next week, we will see you later. <laughs>